Well, let's talk some football. Well, it's expected the English once again fell short of achieving their goal of ending their World Cup trophy drought. In fairness to the Brits, Harry Kane and his men put up a valiant fight against the French. Ultimately, though, the Tottenham striker was unable to score his second penalty chance, breaking the hearts of almost every person in the country. I say almost because there's one man that I know for certain would have been happy to see Kane kick the ball over the crossbar. He's the Gunners' biggest supporter and longtime friend of the show. And we really appreciate Hazza coming on. Hazza, Simeo, how you doing, bud? I'm good, guys. How are you? Thanks for having me. <laughs> no, thank you for always finding time for us, mate. We really appreciate all things football out of the UK. Look, what's what's the feel? What's what's how's everyone feeling? It's not coming home again. Yeah, there's a lot of disappointment. There's a lot of people that are, you know, really frustrated by how things went yesterday. Um, a lot of people mm. are calling for Gareth Southgate to be moved on as England manager. He said himself that he's going to review his situation now and sort of sit down and process everything that's happened and decide what the next step is. Um, but you know what? It's it's one of those where I think you can accept getting beaten by France. You know, they're the reigning world champions. Uh, they've got an incredibly yeah. gifted squad. I mean, to put it into context, France had probably five players that would have been in the starting lineup all missing yesterday through injury and still managed to put out an incredible lineup. And the lineup that you would argue is stronger than the English lineup. So you've got to put it all into context. It's disappointing for England fans. It's frustrating, um, of course, because the World Cup, you know, you want to get as far as you can. And, you know, when you look at the way it's panned out, the fact that Morocco have made it to the semi final now, you would have really fancied England to go all the way to the final had they progressed. Uh, of course, last night. So there is a disappointment. There is a feeling of, you know, uh, an opportunity missed. But at the end of the day, uh, they were beaten by a very, very good side, a very, very strong side. And I think when the dust settles a little bit, people will realise that. Harry, does this call for Southgate um, to step down on the on the back of that loss, who who would you go to? Like, where does that replacement come from? Because I, I actually think that Southgate's done a good job. He's done a phenomenal job. Uh, there's so many mm. you know, people that are incredibly critical of him, and I just don't understand where it comes from. I mean, I'm yeah. 32 years old, and, and prior to Gareth Southgate, I don't remember England doing anything of note at international level. You know, They haven't won a title since 1966. That's their only major win. Um, you know, they, they went to a semi-final in 2018 in the World Cup. They got to the finals of the European Championships. So his record reads, uh, you know, semi-final, final, quarter-final. You know, it's not the end of the world. And, and also what he's done, I think, is bring a, a real likability to this England group. You know, he conducts himself with such class. You can tell that, you know, the players absolutely adore him. He's helped some of the players through some really difficult personal issues. Uh, he's had to deal with that even in this tournament. You know, Raheem Sterling had to leave the camp. Ben White had to leave the camp for personal reasons. And Gareth Southgate has stood right by them. I think he's a credit to English football, honestly. And I think that... The reason people want him out is because I think there's always this level of expectation around England that just isn't fair with regards to where they stand in the international football world. You know, as I say, haven't won anything since 1966. This is not a country that has a a divine right to go and win titles. So when they get to semi-finals and finals, it's pretty good going. Yeah, look, you talk about the coach. They're probably the first on the chopping board and then maybe close by the captain, but People that are always talked about are the refs. So what do you think of the referee, yeah. not only in England's game, but across all quarterfinals? 
I think for the most part, the refereeing's been okay. I think the problem we've got with football, and we'll always have this problem, is that there are so many decisions that are just subjective. You know, they're based on opinions rather than fact. You know, you think about tennis, for example. The ball's either in or out, and you've got Hawkeye technology to tell you that for sure. With football, a lot of it still comes down to opinions. And even with the introduction of video assistant referees, you are going to get people that disagree with major decisions. And when they happen in the World Cup, of course, it's going to be a lot of scrutiny. You know, Portugal have had a bit of a moan about the referee in the Morocco game. Um, I didn't think Bruno Fernandes deserved the penalty, despite his appeals and his comments post-match. The referee in the Argentina-Netherlands game has got a lot of heat as well. I don't think he necessarily deserves it. And I think England can be disappointed by potentially one decision that took place yesterday. I think Harry Kane might have had a penalty. But outside of that, I think it's been pretty good. And, um, you know, for me, I think as, as football teams, as football managers, as football fans, you should always focus first on the things that you can control. And, you know, England, you know, they needed a penalty to, to get back on level terms. And their only real clean opportunity to level it was from the penalty spot. So I'd be looking at how they can create more. I'd be looking at how they can be better defensively because the defending for the second goal just wasn't good enough. Those are the things that you need to address as a coach, the things that are within your control. And the rest of it, we can talk about it afterwards. Hey, Harry, take us through <laughs> the nation and how you're feeling when Harry Kane stepped up to try and level it at, at uh, 2-1. Was it, was it, I thought he just took too long and probably was talking himself out of it. What, what were your feelings? What were the, what were the nation feelings? He was having flashbacks, Kimpy. <laughs> <laughs> well, so for me, I, I, I massively disagree with the idea of a player taking two penalties in one match. Um, yeah. I, I don't think that that should ever happen. And the reason I say that is because as a striker, right, you will practice penalties over and over again. You will have your technique. You will have your process that you go through as you place the ball down, step back, step up, take it. And what happens when you get a second one in the game is you probably start um, questioning yourself. You know, you're probably thinking to yourself, do I put it in the same place that I put the first one? Will the goalkeeper have sussed me out now? Will he read it? Or will he assume that I'm going to change it? So then do I go the way that I would have gone originally? And add to the picture that Hugo Lloris, the French goalkeeper, is Harry Kane's club goalkeeper. They're two people that know each other very, very well. So I think you're almost second-guessing yourself. Personally, if I were Gareth Southgate... I would have insisted that somebody else took the second penalty to not allow that doubt to creep into his mind. Harry Kane's a fantastic spot kick taker. He has been throughout his career, but I think the occasion got to him. And, and you know, it happens. And this is the thing. This is why people shouldn't go so overboard because one moment like that can change everything. You know, if, if Harry Kane scores the penalty and England squeeze through uh, in a shootout at the end, then he's being talked about as, an, uh, as a hero. If England win yeah. the shootout in the Euro final against Italy... Gareth Southgate would have gone down as maybe England's greatest manager ever. So it's such fine margins that I just think the reaction needs to be tempered uh, in accordance with that. That's a good way to think of it. Yeah, You think Harry Kane, you know, he's been there and done that before, but yeah, they, they start to figure him out and there was his Tottenham goalkeeper, mate, and he would have been talking to him through that whole process. And I just think he tried to kick it too hard. <laughs> he tried to kick it and yeah, buff it straight absolutely. down the middle. Absolutely. He's trying too hard. And, and that's the problem, isn't it? You know, you, you overthink something and you end up sort of yeah. abandoning the, the coolness and the calmness that you've made a career out of, basically. <laughs> yeah, less is best. Hey, just talk, what about Brazil? Brazil were dead set favourites to go on and, and win this. And Joe Bell, the, boy, the, the boy's in the kitchen, he's gutted because he had them in the sweepstakes. Mate, what happened there? <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, Brazil for me, uh, you know, it didn't come as a massive surprise that they were eliminated. Um, mm. I've, I've been saying to sort of friends and colleagues throughout the tournament that they've played really well in flashes, in glimpses, but overall they haven't been as amazing as maybe people had sort of built up in their heads. I think there's always a romanticism with Brazil because, you know, their, their shirts are iconic, their, the atmosphere that they bring to football matches is iconic, and it's a, a real part a real focal part of the World Cup experience. And I think they're always a little bit overhyped. And they came up against the Croatian side that are incredibly streetwise. You know, this is a Croatian side that have made successive World Cup semi-finals now. Uh, plenty of know-how in that team. Um, and, and obviously they forced it to a shootout. And from then on, anything can happen. And, uh, and Croatia got over the line for the second time in a shootout in this tournament. So, you know, maybe they're a little bit lucky to be where they are. Uh, at the end of the day. But, you know, if you keep mm. Brazil quiet for large periods as they did, then you're always in with a chance. The Argentinians and, and the Dutch was pretty aggressive that game. What do you think of that? Yeah, it was always going to be, to be honest <laughs> with you. Uh, the Dutch have got form in recent tournaments uh, for being a little bit overly physical in order to try and kind of cope with slightly more technical opponents. Argentina, you know, they've got a nasty side to them as well. And, and when that comes out and clashes with a style like the Dutch, then you end up, with fireworks. Um, I must admit, when the Netherlands pulled uh, the equaliser back in the 10th minute of stoppage time, I thought the momentum was with them. I thought mentally Argentina were just going to be deflated and, and really struggle. But it feels like it's written for Lionel Messi to go all the way this time. Oh. So he's having a huge impact in games um, as an individual, but as a team as well. They just look like they know how to dig deep when needed and their character has got them through some situations when maybe their football wasn't quite up to scratch. Oh, if he gets there, if he gets the job done, does that end the debate? Is that just Gamo Messi is the GOAT? Uh, if, if, if Lionel Messi wins the World Cup, I think there'll still be a debate around whether he's the GOAT, <laughs> but there'll be no debate about whether he's ahead of Cristiano Ronaldo, whose yeah. tournament has ended in a completely different way. You know, he's, he's been sort of put on the substitutes bench, no longer a central part of the Portuguese team, stormed off yesterday after the game in tears when he should have been really uh, sort of with his teammates out there thanking the fans. The, the Cristiano Ronaldo story that's been following him around the last few months has just pulled so much negativity on him that I think people are almost willing Lionel Messi to go on and do this so that that debate can be put to bed for good. Yeah, look, what, do you, what do you make of that? Um, how he's kind of reacted to it. Do you think he's got a fair case for being, um, you know, acting the way he is? Or has he been hard done by? Yeah, it's hard because I was a Cristiano fan and and just seeing how he's reacted. Yeah, yesterday, you know, the Moroccan fans, that was their time and their moment and he's just making it all about him and, you know, there was no real empathy and no professionalism there. So I don't know. kind of lost a little bit of respect. He has been one of the... He has been one of the greatest players ever to play this sport. There's no question about that. He is superb. He is unbelievable. But he's not at that level anymore. And it feels as though all the coaches, all the fans, all the onlookers have accepted that. And the only person that hasn't accepted that is Cristiano Ronaldo. Mm. Because he demands to play. He demands to be a focal point, an essential point. If Cristiano Ronaldo was to accept what he is today, which is a very good penalty box player, someone with incredible experience, someone in the air who's incredibly dangerous and was willing to just focus and help his team in the moments when they need him, i.e. off of the substitutes bench. And, and there wasn't all this circus around him. I think actually he could be a very big asset to this Portuguese side. But 
Yeah. It's almost as though he doesn't want to accept that role. And so managers are feeling that they have to really put their foot down with him just to stop you know, any sort of issues within the camp. And at the end of the day, it's just having a negative effect. It was the same at Manchester United. It's the same with Portugal. It looks as though he's going to move to the Middle East now to finish off his career. And the fact he's going there says it all. The fact that that is the only place where he is wanted now, that they are the only clubs that would open their arms to Cristiano Ronaldo, it says so much about where he is today. Yeah, it's crazy. Crazy. We can't believe what I've, uh, what I've seen unfold. Mate, look, we, we appreciate you coming on, Hez. Just quickly, who Cheers, wins mate. it? Yep. Argentina for me. Lionel Messi Bang. to lift the trophy. <laughs> Lionel Messi ends the debate in Argentina win it, mate. Hez, we appreciate you always coming on and finding time for us. Merry Christmas, brother. Take care and uh, you, Cheers, you have a good moment with the guys. family. All the best, guys. Take care. There is Harry Simeo talking all things football, and uh, he's well, ended that debate there. Can beat Argentina, gonna win it and go and win it all. Go Morocco! <laughs> I tell you what, with Argentina though, like I, I like how they, you know, didn't back down to the Dutch. You know what I mean? Like they really got mm. stuck in, and it just showed you how much it really meant to them. Got to remember, they lost the first game. You know, it didn't start the tour on the best yeah. of. Um, on the you know the best way to start the t- uh, tournament, and then have now, I guess, set their oh, I reckon second favourites. I'll be sitting in at the moment. We'll talk to uh, Paulie Mawadi. We'll have to ask them where that is on the TAB. But mate, they're dead set chance. Messi, yeah, oh, what a fairy tale if that does happen. Oh, how good, how good! But that's that chat about uh, that chat about Cristiano. I'm the same, mate. I'm the same. Look, I'm really enjoyed. What I've seen him and how he's kind of reacting and putting himself before the team and and just yeah, it doesn't make for good writing and you can understand why he's going to Saudi Arabia, he's going to Saudi Arabia to get the get paid and end his career. Maybe we just I don't know just kind of forget about him. Get paid? He's, he's getting paid. <laughs> You're a few Ferraris with that paycheck. <laughs> He's getting paid. All right. Southgate only lost 2-1 against the best. France were just too quick out wide, and then we'll win them the World Cup. Pace, Kevin from Titarangi, he thinks France are going to go back-to-back. Back. 